Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town, I'm Lou Gregory and here's what's coming up today. Luton start the championship season with a 0-0 draw at home to Birmingham after they held out for a clean sheet. Look, were we maybe underestimating Birmingham? Last week we all said in the podcast how we maybe thought we could do them 3-4-5-0. They turned up, bit of a stubborn defence and uh, yeah, 0-0 draw, point to start the season, not bad at all really. Uh, Today we discuss that game in more detail. Also, look at Luke Freeman's debut. He was the guy that looked like if we were going to score, it would maybe come through him. Very good player. Today we discuss him. And also, looking ahead to Burnley, what would you change to Burnley? Does anything need to change? What what kind of formation do we need to play? We'll be discussing that as well. Days with me tonight. Bataro, unfortunately, uh, due to now being a, a dad... Is is kind of busy tonight, so he, he unfortunately cannot join us. But I'm sure he's uh, I'm sure he's listening. It's unfortunate, isn't it? But he'll he'll come he'll come back next week, hopefully. Uh, football's back then, Dave. What did you make yeah. of Saturday? Well, firstly, it was lovely to be back at Kennywith Road. Uh, atmosphere was good. Uh, the pre-drinks was good. The football was pretty good as well. I thought uh, it's just a shame it didn't have that that final bit on the end that would have put the uh, icing on the cake for a couple of goals, but. You know, there's some there's some really positive things coming out from that game. A couple of really good performances, in my view, from from, from players, um, and we can only go up from that. And we didn't lose last week on our preview show, the brand new preview show. By the way, if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out on YouTube. Um, the Birmingham fan we had on basically said, "Look, I'll, I'll take a draw." And we kind of sat there and we all went. Vitaya went five nil. We both said three nil. Um, it just wasn't. Just felt like it wasn't to be. At all on Saturday, I just kind of—I think you even texted me one stage going, "It just doesn't feel like we're going to score." No, um, there was a point at which uh, you could see that Birmingham came tactically to do what they did, and they—they—they they, they played their tactics well. They—they they played quite strong in areas. They defended pretty well. Um, I think they come here on the off chance that they might get a chance and score, uh, and and it's ironic that the first shot on target was from them. Um, other than that. You know, I don't really remember it being too hard uh, with regards to us defending at times, but they did the job, didn't they? They came, they got a point. They'd be very happy with that. Should we look at some three-word reviews then? Our first set of championship three-word reviews of the season. Dave says, steady, steady start. Matt says, decent point overall. Old Luton Shirt says, time-wasting brummies. Jill should have won. Steve said end product missing. John, newbies look decent. Sean says didn't concede five. Rich says goals are coming. Uh, Phil says lacked match sharpness. Well, you say lacked match sharpness because we didn't get a goal. Uh, I thought some of the team were really up for it. I mean, one player in particular with sharpness, uh, Adibayo, wasn't firing on all cylinders as far as I could see. Decent point for definite. Decent point. Always a point's a point. You know, it's one more to, to, the, to the total. Uh, end product missing. Yeah, he's right, Steve. We didn't we didn't create uh, enough clear cut chances to, to on target, you know, and we didn't put him away. We had a couple of really decent chances, but there is more 
good to come out of that game the bad. So you know, I'm not I'm not too worried. We didn't lose, and that's the main thing. We didn't concede five, Sean, and I'm thankful for that. Jill says we should have won. Do you reckon the Luton squad look back at that and feel maybe a little bit disappointment that they didn't get the win, or can they look at it as a point and just go, look, first game of the season, anything can happen. We didn't concede, like you said. Let's take the point. What do you reckon they're thinking? I think this. I think the manager's saying to them, "We've got a point. Let's move on." Uh, I think the players think they could have won that game, and uh, you know, with hindsight, I think they could have won that game. But it just the, the on-target shots weren't enough. There weren't enough of them, um, and it was really hard to play against the tactics that Birmingham had. But you know, that's what you do, isn't it? That's how you come. You shut up shop, and uh, then they got a lot better. They got a lot better, uh, but it, it was that stalemate. And I, and I did. I think I did text you and say. You know, first shot on target, and it's not us. Yeah, and then it just got it got to that frustrating point where you wanted to shoot more, and it didn't happen. I kind of felt, obviously, I wasn't at the game. Uh, Dave was keeping me updated on on text, but I think I was following like live text commentary coming through, and I just kind of felt more as time went on, and we were ticking into the second half, and it was getting into sixty and sixty five, and I was just thinking. I think it's like, are they just going to nick a goal? Are we going to concede here? But it was disappointing not to get the win, but a point it is to, saw, to start the season. I sort of know what you're saying because there was. I actually did say to the guys with me at, at the game that uh, I thought if we scored one, we would get two or three. That's how I felt. I felt they would have to come up at us. But the longer it went on, the more you thought, are they going to nick a goal? And, you know, thankfully they didn't. But, you know, they were delighted with their point. We can just take that point and say, okay, that's great. Let's move on. Because let's be honest, the Birmingham fans last week were saying they don't they expect to have a, a relegation fight this season. Yeah. So, you know, they'll be happy with that. Well, the starting eleven to start the first uh, championship game of the season. There's a few changes here, which I think surprised a lot of Luton fans, especially without how well Doughty's been in pre-season. Obviously, he missed out due to injury. Reese Burke missed out as well. Um, so there's Horvath, Bree, Osho, Bradley, Potts, Bell, Campbell, Clark, Freeman, Morris, Adebayo. Um, strong start on 11 happy to see Morris and Aradabeo up front hadn't seen much of Freeman in pre-season because he's kind of been in and out of the team as well but realistically that's, it's, it's not a bad 11 it's quite a strong 11 I think our squad in depth is amazing and uh, it's, it's hard to say what is our strongest first team yet because we haven't seen them playing uh, enough however that team is is good enough to beat anybody at, the, at this moment isn't it Um they just didn't... I, I think for me, the only one that didn't play to his full strengths on Saturday was Nelly Bayo. Um, Why do you think that is? I don't know. I literally don't know. Maybe he's just not up to that match fitness yet. He just looked a bit out of it towards the end of the game when, when he was substituted. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with some of those names in there. Why, why, they're all good enough to be in it. Um, and that I think that shows the strength of our squad this season compared even to last season. You know, you can have five subs now. So, you know, it's, it's amazing that we've got that, that depth that we have right now. Well, we definitely went off to a good start, didn't we? And I, I kept reading online at the first 10, 15 minutes, we were brilliant in the way we were getting the ball forward. And Luke Freeman was just kind of like dancing around defenders. He had that first opportunity, really, didn't he? One where he's, he's kind of beaten a defender and he's had this low shot that's been saved by the keeper. But he it, it does look a, a brilliant player and we're going to talk about it in a bit, but... Oh, it was a, a joy to watch. It was a joy to watch. It just um, fascinating to see someone with that injection of pace, his knowledge. It was brilliant. He was really, really good to see. Um, and also, you know, uh, I thought 
Bree had a had a really good game too. Um, so yeah, and and you know, then you've got your reliables. You've got Clark and Campbell up there, and I, at this point in the very first few minutes, you're thinking, if we keep this pace up, we're going to get a goal. We're, there's no way we're not going to score. But the clear shots on goal weren't there. weren't enough of them. But you know, that's the fan talking. Maybe the manager's going, well, we did everything we could. Yeah, and you look at the chances we did create in the game and maybe on another day, Cornick smashes that one in the bottom corner in that second half or Morris cuts in and it just sneaks in. And, you know, it, it's it's like Nathan Jones said last season, it's fine margins, isn't it? And, you know, in this league, you've got to take your opportunities when they do come. And you've got to create them as well. And that, that is the point, isn't it? You can busily play as much possession football as you want. You can be as quick as you want. But the ultimate aim is to create that opening to have a shot. And I think we need to shoot more at times, but I can't um, be critical of, of their their contribution to the game this on Saturday because I thought most of the team, in my opinion, played pretty well. It's the first game of the season. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like we've been playing for 20 games and now you're going, well, actually, we're not scoring. It's the first game. You're playing against a stalwart defensive side who came to time waste a bit, and I don't blame them for that, uh, fall over when they got tackled if they needed to. They, were, they they managed their game real well. And what we didn't do was just take it that little bit further and score a goal. I was going to say, Birmingham kind of had the first their first few shots on goal, nothing too major and, and quite easy for the keeper to handle. But it did seem like they come with this game plan of, look, we're going to play for a point here. We're going to play and frustrate the Canemuth Road crowd. And I guess they'll be leaving the happier the two teams at the weekend. But their time-wasting... Nathan Jones touched on it there. Uh, Luke Freeman touched on it in his post-match interview as well. It's frustrating to deal with, but I guess we've got to start taking this as a compliment. Teams are coming to us now going, if we can get a point at Canemuth Road, that's a good point. Well, it is a compliment and it's not great to watch, but don't forget we've done it ourselves. And you, you want to get the point. If we did that against Burnley on Saturday, I'd be quite happy to come away with a point. So, you know, we've got to get around those tactics. If someone time wastes... You've just got to go around it somehow. And, and the only way to get anything positive is to, is to shoot at that goal and, and score one, you know. And I think um, it, it, the time-wasting thing, uh, the, the referees are meant to be cracking down on that this season. Yeah. And, you know, the, the referee didn't do that. I'm not, again, we're already on the match officials, but he didn't do that. Uh, and what is the There's not much of a punishment. They, if, if a goalkeeper time-wastes, you get a yellow card. He never. He, I've never seen a goalkeeper and someone will come up with a stat that, that says I've seen it. I've never seen a goalkeeper sent off for time wasting. They, you know, they book him and then that's that done and he does the same thing. So I think we've got to get over the time wasting, but they did, they did manage the game well and we couldn't cope with it in the end. We couldn't get over that hurdle. But if you look at the results last season, obviously 5-0 and the 3-0 to Birmingham, I guess you can always say, look, that's an improvement on last season already. Maybe they're not as strong as they were last season, but definitely looked okay at the weekend, definitely defensively to, to hold their own. Um, oh look there, there were some standout players for me on Saturday um, Friedman being one of them I thought Bree had a great game I liked uh, Clark's contribution um, Morris I loved Morris's contribution uh, you could see him in that number 9 shirt and you're thinking he's going to score he is going to score goals for us that's what I thought and the only disappointment I thought Addy Bear was just just a little bit out, out, of, out of steam or out of pace towards the end of the game and not quite his self that he was last season, but it's the first game. It's the first game. So I'm not worrying about that, but I think we've got a cracking strike force. They will score goals. Cordy Woodrick-Hemon made his competitive return to Kenilworth Road. 
Uh, it came on for Morris. What'd you make of Cooley back at Kenilworth Road? Do you know, it's just a joy to see him there, isn't it? Just a, it's just that little bit of extra quality that we, you know, ex- we've recruited again, like we said before, we've recruited well, ex-Premier League player. He showed a bit of class. He had a good, a good strike at goal. Yeah, and the, the, the more he plays, the better it'll become. I always think as well, when you're bringing on a player such as Cooley Woodrow, it's just that half chance he's going to need to to score a goal. And it's kind of, I kind of kept thinking, all right, we're ticking into 80 now, but I'm thinking if Harry Corney can get down the right wing and maybe just pull it back and it just falls into that perfect position for Cooley Woodrow, just a him type of finish, you've always yeah. got that option. Yeah, and it would have been exciting to see that. And who's not to say that's going to happen in future? Uh, he didn't quite work out the weekend, but he's a strong player still. You know, he's, he's, they wouldn't have been recruited if he wasn't good enough. And it was exciting to see him play. And Cameron Jerome coming on as well for the last few stages. And again, gives you something different that maybe in them last few minutes, if you do want to go a bit direct, can Woodrow or Cornick get off a flick on from Jerome? But these five subs are definitely going to help us, aren't they? Game-changing uh, substitutions from the five subs. I would have said um, Jerome was brought on exactly for that that method. You know, let's go a little bit more direct. Let's see what we can get. Um, the fact that he'd taken Morris off already, just, it, it, you know, I thought Morris was the most likely to score on Saturday at some points. But, you know, we know that Jerome can do that. We know that he's he's good at taking those opportunities when they arise. And uh, at the time, um, as I keep saying, Adi Bayo was not on, not up to game speed at that point. So he needed to come off. And I would, I would have probably taken him off um, before Morris. So, you know... I think he did well to stay on as long as he did. But it was, you know, it was still not a bad game. The atmosphere was great. You know, it was great to be back at the Kenny. It was great yeah. that it was full up. It's just a shame we didn't get that point. Why is it nowadays we get the attendance read out and we always get sarcastic cheers from the away end? Like, I understand, like, yeah, we're, we're not the biggest fan base at the moment at home. But it's like, if we sell out, what else can we do? Like, what are they cheering for? Well, because... It just annoys me. Just because, annoys me well, out. because it's it's tending a bit isn't it you know I've been in that stadium when there's been 20 plus in there um, you know Birmingham don't sell out their games do they so you know no. at, the, at the end of the day um, I suppose they've just been given a cut of what 1200 tickets and uh, they think it's quite funny there's only 10,000 in the ground and we're all happy easily amused then um, some stats and facts from the game at the weekend only four shots on target for Luton Three on target for Birmingham as well. Our XG was 1.42, theirs being 0.72. It's like you said, David, uh, the star this. Just struggle to get them them shots on target with 14 shots and only four on target. Yeah, and that, it's just know, got about converting them more, isn't it now? There wasn't a part, there was um, maybe, was it the Cornick shot that I said I thought he could have scored for? Um, but there wasn't any of those really, really big chances where you thought oh man we totally should have scored there you know you're not those tap-ins nothing so it's the first game everybody's up for the first game did you see Coventry's goal against Sunderland yesterday no basically identical to what Cornick had apart from the Coventry's one just nestled in that bottom corner it is them fine margins where yeah a few inches to the left maybe that does just go in off the post but they've got the same number of points as us so you know the end of the day um, you've got to be happy that we didn't concede. Uh, another clean sheet. What a great way to start the season with a clean sheet. The goalkeeper looks pretty sound. Um, the only complaint is we could have got three. We could have got three, but we didn't, which is quite sad. 
New season, but producer Jacob's still doing some brilliant stats on the running order. Well done, producer Jacob. Uh, in, the, in, in the EFL, Luton have drawn their opening league match in three of their last 15 seasons. One ten, drawn three, lost two. I did think that, that we don't really lose many times on the first game of the season. I can't remember the last time we lost. Oh, don't go there. I always used to go to... Portsmouth. A, I, I, yeah, Portsmouth at home. Away, sorry, Portsmouth away we lost. Yeah, 1-0. Don't don't make my memory go back that far. Who was the other team? There we go. That's one for our podcast listeners right now. So in our last 15 seasons in the EFL, who do we lose to? Portsmouth 1-0 in our League 1 season with 1-10, drawn three and lost another one. Who oh, was that against? Well, I'll wait to see the responses. We on played here. Borough last year, uh, not the first season. Yeah, don't spend not too really. much time. No, I, don't I, mean, no I just idea. want to know. What Let us know. Comment below. Open the town or on socials. Get us there as well. Back in the day, though, I used to worry about the first game of the season far, far too much. I used to think if you didn't win it, then that's going to set, set you up set for the, you season, up for the yeah. season. But it's not like that anymore. And I, I refer you to what I said last week on the podcast. Look what happened to Nottingham Forest. They had a poor start and ended up getting promoted. So, you know, one point is better than no points. We've got a clean sheet. We've got a fantastic squad. We can definitely move on and we can definitely get some goals and score and win some games. Batari said last season as well at this stage, you can't really judge until you've had at least like 10, 11, 12 games in as well. So look, let's let the, the new squad find their feet. And again, it's exciting times, isn't it? Yeah. So looking at one of the standout players of the weekend, Luke Freeman got a lot of plaudits on social media for his performance. Um, had some good stats as well. 70 minutes on the pitch, three shots, three dribbles. Uh, 83% pass accuracy, a couple of key passes as well. He does look like, I know he's 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 on, you know, the latest stages of his career and he's in, into his 30s now, but my mate is a QPR fan, texts me Saturday morning saying, since when have you signed Luke Freeman? He was a baller back in the day. So he's still clearly quite highly thought of. Oh, Game-wise, he was excellent. And uh, we played through him quite a lot. Uh, he was quite pivotal at times. Uh, he's quick, and I liked the way that he moved around. And I liked his his vision was cool. His passing was accurate. I I actually thought he was a standout player on Saturday. Um, quite excited to have someone. You say he's thirty. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, he's got a couple more years in him yet, minimum. And uh, you know, he was brilliant. Actually, I have to say, I can't I can't fault his performance. That you know, it'd been great if he'd scored, mind, but uh, I can't fault his performance. From that performance, obviously Nathan Jones has, has told us about his injury pass and we know about his problems and stuff, but do you see him potentially being one that is a must-start every single week? Uh, the must-start is a difficult question because I think you play to tactical games the, the, these times. So I think he starts, uh, if he's fit, I think he starts every time. If he's fit, if he's not, then... Um, He'll be a sub player, won't he? But I, I, I think if he's on the pitch, I think we can get really excited about him being on the pitch because he really stood out. Different class. And we asked you guys what you made of Luke Freeman on his debut. Ad says he looked very lively early on and surprisingly got stuck in more than I thought he would. Definitely could have got man in the match. However, as the game went on, I felt like he did start to burn out a bit and the change for Woodrow was probably the right call to make. Well, you know, that's fair enough. He put in a real big shift. And uh, for me, yeah, I think he was he was our man. I don't even know who got a word in the man of the match, to be fair. Um, but I think he was one of the standout players on, on Saturday. And I guess as well with, like we said, the five subs right now, maybe players now can go in and burn themselves out a bit quicker as long as they're not getting injured. That we have got 
the five star rule to bring on a player like Woodrow now, well, exactly or that. A Berry, or exactly that. You the, know. the game has changed slightly, hasn't it? Because we have more options now, and so rather than when they used to try and protect a player for a little bit longer, or just put him on or take him off a little bit earlier, now they can push on, and you've got five replacements. Whereas in the past, you didn't. He had three, and you couldn't risk making that player play more. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I'd like to think that he's got more in him than that, and I think he'll be a 90-minute player, you know, as we go further in. He played well. I may take him off because we wanted to change tactics, wanted to change the, the way that we were playing, put a different angle on it. He played really well. Luton Report says, everything you wanted from a debutant, strong, determined, fast, and intelligent. Exactly. Exactly that. He's very, very strong and, and his vision is that it was really good. His his match his match awareness was brilliant. Yeah, he just honestly, if you'd have been there, Luke, you'd have seen it that he was the standout player by far for a lot of the game. Chris says he was very good. Our best moments came when we played through him and Clark. We become a bit more predictable with the direct balls over the fullbacks, but when Freeman got on it, the better chances came. Yeah, can't argue. It's just nice as well to have, like, obviously we see it from Jordan Clark all the time, the way he's on the ball, and it's just nice to have another player that that can maybe fill that KDH role that maybe we missed over the last couple of seasons without him, or last season without him. Yeah, we got we got to put our minds away from KDH now. He's he's gone, and these players that we've got now are pretty decent. And uh, Freeman is one of those players that will give us those opportunities. He will make the. you know, he will make opportunities. It, like like uh, Chris just said, he, he did. He played through him. He was pivotal in some of the moves. He was really decent. Really, really decent. And him alongside Clark, it's fantastic. Bobby says, thought he was excellent. I can see why Nathan Jones was so keen to land him. Uh, Alan, outstanding. He's going to be one hell of a player for us. Joe says he's quality, probably one of our best players. Can see him filling that KDH role. That oh, there, we missing. Go. there we go. There we go. We said. Okay. And Jason said, I thought he was our best player today. He's tenacious, strong and doesn't shut up, which I love. We're going to love him, I think. And he's sort of player that we love at Kenilworth Road. Jason, you're totally right. And uh, you could see he wanted to play the game. You could see how good it was. And uh, let's see. Let's hope we see that on Saturday. It's going to be a tough game on Saturday and obviously we're going to be previewing the Burnley game on our brand new show which is going to be out on Friday, Friday morning, Thursday night. So if you want to subscribe to go and see that this week, it'll be exciting. But we are going to quickly touch about Burnley and what we think needs to change from Saturday (laughs) for next weekend because if anything does need to change, but it's just fun to talk about, isn't it? Well, first things have got to change. We've got to score. uh, But we don't need to change the other bit just don't concede. Um, I don't know. What, I don't know what everybody else expects, but if we get the chances, we need to take them. Um, we can't. We can't afford not because I don't think we're going to get many there. So the ones that we do create, we've got to take. We've got to take one chance at least to be in with a chance of anything. Well, that's the thing. Obviously, Burnley played last Friday night on telly against Huddersfield. They looked unreal, and you, you kind of look at this thinking. Can we go into this again with a back five? Do we need to change to a back four? Or is it, you know, how can we change? Do we change formation? Or how do we cope with Burnley's new attacking, passing style of play? For me personally, I think you approach attacking with attacking sometimes. I think sometimes you set up to defend and you set up too deep. And then that type of new style of play that they've got might give us a bit of grief. So, you know, the best form, the best form of defence sometimes is attack, isn't it? because you have to put them on the back foot occasionally. 
if we press them up, I think we, we, we'll do well. We just don't want to concede early. And if we don't concede early, maybe we've got a better chance. We asked you guys what needs to happen against Burnley. Any squad changes? Any formation changes? Dan says formation is okay. Can maybe see Freeman dropping out and being a bit more defensive. So Lansbury will probably come in, which will push Clark forward. Burke for Potts if he's fit. And maybe Cornick up front for Morris to give us an option on the counter. Oh, I can see that uh, with, with uh, Cornick's speed. But honestly, I thought Morris had a great game on Saturday. Um, I'd like to see him start, if I'm honest. I'd like to see him start. Can you see this a game, though, for someone like Henry Lansbury to come in maybe for more of a, one of them attacking midfielders and give us an option just to maybe uh, maybe just be a bit more defensive in that midfield area if if, if we're going to be needing to stop the well, talent Burnley the, clearly well, have? That's a fair point, isn't it? But um, Burnley have changed their style, haven't they? So it's a difficult one, really. Henry Lansbury would, would be a good addition, but if we started with the same team we started with Saturday, I think we'd still be up for a shout. You said sometimes the best way to do it is attacking attack, yeah. with attack. Carter basically says the same thing. He says, need to press hard and I'd have outright pace up front because if we pick up the ball from them, then we're on the counter. Morris and Cornick up top for me for this one. Yeah, see, I think I think, I think we sh- we've disregarded Morris from Saturday and we shouldn't have done because he had an exceptionally quite a good game. As In my view, he, he, he stood out and uh, you're going to give him some proper chances to score. I think he'll take them. And you know he could be, he could be a high goal scorer for us. And so you know him alongside Eddie Bear. I agree. Cornet would provide the best sort of crosses for him. Matt says after watching Burnley on Friday night, game plan is key. Time waste, play dirty, and bring home a point. <laughs> hey, listen, I know we're going. I don't care how ugly the game is. I really don't. And you know we won't win a lot of plaudits for that. But if we come back with a point and play like that, we're all going to be happy, aren't we? That's the point. You know. Don't lose, don't concede. If we can stop, the, you know, stop the goals going in is the first part of it. Um, time waste, play dirty, bring over point. I'll take that. The thing is with a with a tactic like that is I can see, I can see us potentially doing that sometimes. But I also think like Nathan Jones probably thinks as a squad we are more than capable than holding our own and still approaching the game to try and win it. Like I don't think whereas some teams come to us and they just go. No, I'm not interested in winning this game at all. All I want to do is keep out the goals. I kind of feel like we're not like that as a club. And I feel like we do go to games thinking we can win this. I think a lot more now, we all think that. I think the players are not stupid. You know when you're going to do a team, they're going to go and say, we're going to get opportunities. We take opportunities, we could win. So uh, I like that sort of attitude. But realism in me says it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough. If we bring home a point... I generally don't care how it comes home. I really don't. Bring it home. I prefer it not to be dirty. I prefer it not to be time-wasting. I would prefer it if we took them, took the game to them and really give it a go. But if you do that and lose 5-0, then the tactics are wrong, aren't they? Looking at the way Burnley did play against Huddersfield, I feel there's definitely an option there for a high press. But the second they get past it, and you, they've taken three or four players out of the game and the talent they've got up front and in midfield they could punish you. True, absolutely true. But you know what, at the end of the day... Risk we're, and reward in them. But the thing is, we're, we're as capable of doing that as they are. You know, you get them on the counter, we can score. So let's hope that the game goes our way. And, uh, you know, I think the minimum point would be great. I think, you know, that's the end of it. If we can go to, you know, we can't go, you know, head to head with them and match them in every department. We just can't. We haven't got their, their money or... 
you know, that can to do that. However, if we start well, you never know what might happen. And uh, but I'll just go back to Matt one more time. If it, if it's that way, then it's that way. I don't care. Chaz says, "Get Burke and lock your fit. Put a couple of chances away, and we should be sorted." Sounds easy. Yeah, put a couple of chances away, yeah, you know. Be good to see Burke and Lockett back, back well, in the would, team yeah, the, if, if they can be fit enough. And, and you know, the strength in depth of our squad is brilliant. When everybody's fit, it's going to be high competition for places. I can only see our team getting better. Yeah, disappointed with a 1-0-0 a on Saturday. We might be just as ecstatic with a 0-0 mm. this Saturday. You know, it's, it's, there if, it's there if we want it. Well, I'm quite excited. It's my first game of the season, so... You nice drive, up early. Yeah, you can drive up nice and early on the way to Burnley. Uh, we'll be previewing the Burnley game in more detail as well, as well as talking to a Burnley fan off another podcast on our preview show. Brand new preview show, which started last week. It comes out Thursday nights, Friday mornings on YouTube. Uh, if you set a little reminder so you don't miss that and yeah, get it on for your journey up to Burnley uh, to hear what they think about the game against us at the weekend. Uh, to finish today... There's some news, producer Jacob's put down here. Club news. I love this little section on the running order. Uh, as he confirmed, as he confirmed for last week that I didn't get a, a place in the front two at Luton and uh, Eddie Bayo staying. Yeah, what? <laughs> I said, club news last week that yeah. Eddie Bayo was going to go to the MLS and I said, I've uh, got more chance of playing up front. You didn't, didn't play up front though, did you? No. And no. has Eddie Bayo gone? No. There you go. Well, yeah. Um, more transfer news this week <laughs> sorry about that so I just got well confused um, yeah, sorry about that I didn't mean to do it uh, John McAtee from Grimsby we've been linked with a young attacking mid producer Jacobs but here I think he's like 22 23 years old scored 22 goals last season I think for Grimsby in the National League it's, it's an interesting one because the fee rumoured is half a million right and uh, is he not playing for them now then yeah but apparently he's out of contract in a year's time. So now we can probably get him for a good price. But from what Grimsby fans are saying about him is 500k is worth a lot more than that. Obviously every fan thinks that about their own player. Yeah. But at 23 in League 2 now with 22 goals in the National League, is it kind of like risk-free just taking that? We'll give it a go. I mean, I've I, I got to be fair, I don't really know him as a player, so I'll take him on the stats you just give me. If he's if their supporters are saying he's worth more than that, then perhaps they see, you know, in the same way, if I say this, when we signed Campbell, all, the, all their supporters, they were saying, you know, this is a great signing, and, and initially I didn't think it was, but he's a brilliant signing, so sometimes the fans know, don't they? So let's, let's hope that we are, and, and he's as good as they say we are. And again... You look at what Adebayo come in from a League Two club and, and did as well. Yeah. At similar ages as well. Maybe McAtee can come in and just be that extra player that maybe if he is that attacking midfielder, producer Jacob says he is here, that we were obviously after the, the kid from Wimbledon who ended up going Huddersfield, Rodoni, yeah. maybe this is filling that void and on that transfer. And if we take him on, you know, then there's another bit more depth in the squad. And if he's coming in and coming in the team fairly quickly... Brilliant. And, you know, if he's given the choice, come and play for Championship Luton or stay at Grimsby, he's coming, isn't he? Obviously, we lost Naismith and Nathan Jones said recently that he would like to add another centre-half. Do you think we still need to add a centre-half now Potts is, is slotting into that back three? I think he didn't have a bad game. So, um, I don't really, I can't really answer that question if I'm honest. Uh, we've, got, we've got some strong players at the back. Uh, they all can do a job. But do we need another recognised one? Do we need a 
No, I don't know is the answer to that question. I think if something comes available that we can take, that's going to improve us, like Nathan Jones always says, or if there's a young one we can get in that's one that in two years' time will be unreal, then why not bring him in? Well, yeah, there is that. But, you know, then it says, why have we left it so long to recruit that person when we know Naismith had gone weeks and weeks ago? I don't know, I don't work at the club to... Well, you know, but that's the point, isn't it? The, the, no, the point there is that, yeah, do we need another centre-half was your question. Well, we've got several players that can play in that position. Do, so who do you then say doesn't play and how good does this other person have to be to get in your squad? And, and Nathan always says he's only going to bring in people that will enhance the squad. So if he can't find the right person, then we're not going to bring one in, are we? does just feel like we're in a good position though doesn't it just it's great the way we did recruit over the summertime and you look at that I know the first game of the season wasn't a win but positive performances positive players and again just looking forward to to more games and I just I kind of felt like when I got home from work on Saturday night and I watched the highlights and I watched bits of the Luton game back and I just thought I wish it was Saturday already now I just wish the Burnley game was tomorrow because I'm, I'm really looking forward to it now I think um there's a couple of different opinions on social media from some some sites, and I look at it, and you can't criticise a team this early in the, in the season. You literally can't um, give it give it five, six, seven, eight games, and you can. The excitement for Saturday was there totally, and don't forget we've got this mid-season break this year. So I think it's you've got to set out your store before we stop in November. So um, yeah, it's exciting. I can't wait for Saturday. It'd be great at Burnley. Be really interesting to see how mid-season break would impact. Our squad. I think we we touched yeah, that actually recently. But I think it will it will impact on it. But there you go. So if we haven't won a few games by the time we get to November, the season restarts in December, and you're on a second part of the season. But we could treat it like a new one. Um, look, our expectations are quite high because of where we finished last season and how we performed last season. And I know I don't want to be disappointed if we don't f- be the same again. However, there is a chance that we we might not make the top six, seven, eight, nine this season. You know, it's a strong, strong league. It's a strong league. It is a strong league. So I was easy. looking at the league table the other day and every single team I was looking at, I was thinking, they could finish top six. They could finish top six. Yeah. And it was kind of like, when you're sitting there trying to pick three teams to go down and you're, you're looking like Sunderland going, I don't know, they, they might not finish in the bottom three. And you just kind of think, this is such an unpredictable league. You don't know who's going to finish where. Well, uh, It's going to be tough to get in that top six, but again, the, if we the, can, it would be this, an unreal achievement. And this season, no points deductions for anybody yet. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, it's, it's a difficult one, and you just got to look at those those teams that come down from the Premier League. You've got to look at, you know, teams that can't surely can't perform as badly as they did last season, and it does get quite worrying, but I think we're a top-half team now. I think we could be quite established there. And again, if we flirt with playoffs again this season, I'll be loving it. And I love the football. I love being there and it's great. Look at the next five league games. Burnley away, Preston at home, Bristol City away, Swansea away, Sheffield United at home. Very tough fixtures. See, you just said that now. I've looked down and think, oh God, where are we going Because it's like on paper, you look at them away days and you think Burnley away, Bristol City away and Swansea away. I know we won at Swansea last season and we got a point at Bristol City. None of of those teams are mugged. You can't sit there and go... Uh, we can win. We can win three of those. Well, you could, but you have to be a bit more realistic. Uh, I'd like to think we can get some points. Uh, it'd be nice to get that first win, wouldn't it? Just get it on the board. Yeah, get it on the board Saturday. That'll set us up, sorted. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it'll be sorted. But th- there's no, like I've just said to you, there is no easy games in this division. None, absolutely none. Um, we just, we just need, like you say, get a couple of games, get a couple of wins under our belt, and then we'll all relax a little bit. 
Well, I can't wait for it. Burnley v Luton on Saturday, our preview show out Friday morning on YouTube and Thursday night on audio on your podcast app. Um, that's all we've got time for today. Sorry, Batara wasn't here. We're going to make sure he's here next week, no matter what. Um, Can I have the week off? Um, no, look, I need, we need to keep the team together here. Okay. Even if it's bringing little Roman round and he can sit on the podcast as yeah, well and, good. and yeah, cry down the mic, whatever right. it takes. But yeah, we'll see you on Saturday away at Burnley. Thank you so much for watching. Get us on YouTube if you've never watched us before. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.